I want you to be nice until it's time to not be nice. I don't remember asking you a goddamn thing. You stupid, ignorant, son of a bitch, dumb bastard! By the way, ladies and gentlemen, as always, this stuff in lieu of actual entertainment. Alrighty then, hello, hello, hello. Welcome back. This is Storytime, and I am Gamer Dude. Glad to have you back for another episode of Storytime. Today's stories, we're going to talk about relationships today. Yeah, not yours, mostly mine. But I'll give you some advice for yours. Yeah, I'm good with that. I'm good with the advice. Don't do what I do, do what I say. No, in all seriousness, I've been around for a while. And I've had some relationships. To, to borrow a phrase from one of my favorite artists, Jimmy Buffett, relationships. We all got them, we all want them. What do we do with them? And that's the eternal question, isn't it? Now that we have this, what are we going to do with it? Well, let me tell you. I've screwed up enough relationships in my life, and I've also had some screwed up on me. I've been dumped, I've dumped, I've romanced, been romanced, I've broken up relationships, been broken up with. Everybody wants a good relationship, everybody's looking for the good relationship, everybody's had their stories, everybody's got horror stories about the crazy one chasing them down the street, or the sobbing one lying on their front porch, and we've all been there, and we've all pulled our hair out over the over over just not knowing what to do how to handle things so i'm going to tell you some of my stories today and maybe you can get some benefit from my experience and then i'm also going to pass on at least some little tidbits of information that i found helpful and maybe you will too now many of you probably have heard the podcast about growing up the fat kid so as you might expect as the fat kid i didn't have a lot of relationships <laughs> in middle school or in high school, and you might suspect that because I told you I didn't. It's a sad fact of life and a reality of being the fat kid. You don't have relationships. But I made up for lost time when I went away to college because, as I've explained, I lost a lot of weight my junior and senior years in high school. So by the time I got to college, I was 180 pounds, six feet tall, and I looked good. Well, as good as I think that I look. I've never been a big fan of the way I look, but as the years have gone on, I've decided I don't care that much, <laughs> and I seem to be getting by, so it seemed to work out for me. Uh, but in any event, I started dating when I got to college. And one of the weird things about relationships that I learned is they come from anywhere. They come out of the blue. They come from places you least expect them. And then sometimes they come from places where you really, really try to make a relationship happen. And I've had all of that happen to me. One of the first relationships that I developed happened to be with the girlfriend of one of my friends. And I know that sounds horrible, but I swear to God I didn't do anything. It wasn't my fault. <laughs> it wasn't my fault. What happened is I did, I did the horrible thing of being nicer to the girl than my friend was. So she became more interested in me because I was nice to her. I listened to her. I talked to her. If she had something to say, I'd listen. If she had a question, I'd answer it. You know, all the things that you do with human beings. And I think that's going to bring us to the very first tip that I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you tips at the end of this story time episode. But the tip that I'm going to give you is when you're in a relationship, you're in a relationship with another person. It's not an entity. It's not a being. It's not, it's not an object. 
you're in a relationship with another person. So don't forget that. Talk to the person. Engage the person. Have something to do with the person. It's not a trophy that you're bringing around. He or she is somebody that you're supposedly interested in. So show some interest. So I made that mistake when I was in college. I showed interest in another human being, not like a romantic interest. I wasn't hitting on my friend's girlfriend. It was just one of those situations we would, like, for instance, go out bowling. And so we'd be bowling and my friend would be talking and he'd be talking to his other male friends and his girlfriend and I would be sitting on the bench at the bowling alley and she would ask a question and I'd answer the question. Then I'd say something funny and she'd laugh and she'd say something funny and I'd laugh and he was pretty much ignoring her, not even engaging her in any conversation. And I was dumb and young and naive at the time. So I just thought I was being friendly to my friend's girlfriend. I didn't realize that she was going to enjoy it to the extent that she would actively pursue me, which is what she did. Now, (laughs) being the fat kid in high school, if a cocker spaniel had actively pursued me, I probably would have been receptive to it. But this happened to be a very nice and nice looking girl who was actively pursuing me. And long story short, she wound up dumping my friend and wanting to date me. Now, again, not well versed in the rules about dating a friend's girlfriend. I didn't know what to do. And I certainly couldn't ask my friend because she just dumped him. Hi, do you care if I go out with your girlfriend? that's not a conversation that you can have under any circumstances. I knew that much. So I didn't start to date her right away. But that first summer after my freshman year, yeah, we dated. And it was a great relationship. It was my very first real relationship that involved, you know, romantic things, kissing and holding hands and, you know, doing stuff. So I was in my glory, but I there was always a little guilt with that relationship because she was the ex-girlfriend of one of my friends. It didn't it it didn't end well, as you might expect. I wound up going back to school and when you're 10 hours away from your girlfriend, even if it's your first girlfriend, although you want to keep it going, it doesn't keep going. When you're 18 years old in a long-distance relationship, that's that's a very hard thing to keep going. Don't get me wrong. I think long-distance relationships can work. But when you're 18 years old and 10 hours apart and you all have different interests and you're exposed to different environments, it's a much, much harder thing to do. But of course, that didn't end my relationships. And yes, I could talk and talk and talk and talk about relationships for hours because I've had a few. I've had long-term relationships. I've had short-term relationships. I've had relationships, the proverbial one-night stand, which I do not recommend. In this day and age, one-night stands, people just cavalierly accept them. And, you know, that's okay if that's your thing. But for me, when you're involved in a relationship, if you really want a relationship, it's more than just let's roll into bed and have sex and okay, see ya. Have a nice life. That's not a relationship. That's using sex as a recreational activity. And there's too much other stuff going on with sex to just use it as a recreational activity. In my opinion, if that's your thing, go for it. But to me, a relationship is more than just wanting to bed somebody. A relationship involves give and take and developing interests 
together and sharing experiences together and eventually living a life together. I mean, I don't think that every date should ultimately end up in marriage, but part of the dating process is trying to find somebody that you want to spend time with, whether that's for the next month, the next year, or the next rest of your life. You don't just run into something, get your rocks off, and then leave. That's not my style anyway. I mean, some people do, and there's nothing wrong with that if that's the way you want to go. To me, though, it's, it's not fulfilling, it's not satisfying, and it's not something that I recommend if you want a fulfilling part of your life. But that's just me. But anyway, what I was, what I was getting at is to have a good relationship, you have to spend the time. You have to go on those first couple of dates and you have to feel people out. And that's what I did when I was in my 20s. I, I sounded people out. I, you know, I'd go out on a date. And if it worked after the first date, we'd go on a second date. And if it worked after two dates, we'd go on a third date. And the dates could be anything, whether it was out to dinner or out to a movie or out to the mall to go shopping. And remember, back when I was in my 20s, shopping malls were still a thing and they were a place to go. Shopping malls, especially in northern New Jersey, were a destination. So you would go to the mall and you'd go shopping and you'd go to the food court and you'd go do things at the mall. And if you were lucky, you had a mall with a movie theater. So you could plan a date going to the mall, going to dinner, and then go to the movie. All one-stop shopping. It was a beautiful thing. And that's one of the things that I learned how to do was how to plan dates and how to do things that would allow me to get to know the other person. I don't want it to sound like there's some kind of playbook that I'm following because when I was getting involved in a relationship, when I was starting to date somebody, my plan was to get to know the person, to find out how many interests we would have in common, to find out if we were compatible, to find out if we could stand each other for more than an hour at a time. I mean, that's really what the first date is about, isn't it? It's about trying to decide, mm, do I want to eat dinner with this person? That's what a first date is about, right? And if you're going shopping... Do you mind standing there waiting while she tries something on? Does she mind standing there waiting while you try something on? Does she mind going into the sports store? Do you mind going into the antique shop? Those are the things that you work out when you're dating. And if you find that you can't stand watching her try clothes on, you best find something else to do. Now, that doesn't mean you have to go shopping every time your significant other goes shopping, but... Going shopping is an activity you can do together and you can enjoy it together if you invest yourself. And I learned that if I wanted to spend time with somebody that I was interested in, and this is true for all of the relationships, if you enjoy spending time with them, you enjoy it regardless of what you're doing. Whether it's shopping or going antiquing or going to the flea markets or going to the movies or going out to eat. All of these things, you're doing them together. And isn't that the point of a relationship? So one of the best relationships that I had in my 20s, it, it just came out of the blue from someone that I met through work. It just so happened that we didn't work together, but the fields that we were in interacted. So I met her through what I was doing. This goes back to my days as a limo driver. And she was uh, a, a person who worked at a travel agency. And I worked as a limo driver. And of course, we intersected because the travel agency would book limos and guess who would be driving. And so very long story short, we wound up getting together. We'd go out for drinks after the workday was done. I invited her to dinner. 
Then we went to a movie, and then we discovered that we liked dancing. By this time, I had discovered the joys of dance, by the way. If you remember me as the fat kid, I would never dance. I discovered in my 20s that if you go out and dance with your girl, you have hit a home run. You are in like Flynn. And let me tell you, dancing is actually very fun. I suck at it. I'm not a good dancer. But what I do have going for me is I can find the beat, I can dance to it, and I can move with the music. And really, unless you're entering a dance competition, you don't need to know anything more than how to move with the music. And when you have a girl who loves to dance and you love the girl, you learn to dance. You just do. It, it just makes everything better. So we would go out and we would go to the local clubs and we'd go dancing. And it was fun. It was great because we were out together. We were having a good time. We would go out to dinner. Then we'd go to the club. We'd dance for a few hours and then we'd go home. It was fantastic. And we were both extroverted enough that when the two of us were together, if the dance floor was empty but the music was playing, we would open up the dance floor. We would go out there and we would be the first couple. And let me tell you, there was something cool about that because we got the whole club dancing. Because if you're there early enough, the club isn't hopping. There's nobody out there. There's people on the edges of the dance floors, you know, kind of moving with the music a little bit. And la, 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 la. But we were there to dance. I feel like almost like Kevin Bacon when I say that. We were there to dance. And so we did. And doggone it, I can't remember how many clubs we got the dance floor moving, but we did it on a regular basis and it was fun. But that's what I mean about getting involved in the interests of the person that you're with. She liked to dance. I learned that by talking to her and by going out. And I also learned that I kind of liked it. Not only did I kind of like it, I really liked it. And I've grown to like dance. I like going to wedding receptions. I, lo I like going out. Mrs. Gamer Dude and I, to this day, go out and dance whenever we can. A lot of the clubs are no longer in existence that we would have gone to back in the day. But it's something that I enjoy, and it's all as a result of me willing to take a chance and put myself out there with someone that I cared about and someone that I learned about back in the day. Now, that relationship ended, and that's one of those relationships that just kind of petered out, and I'm to this day, I'm not sure why, but she went her way, I went my way, and things just worked out that way. But that's one of, one of the best relationships that I had back in the day, and it's something that I learned from so that I could have relationships in the future. I learned how to build a relationship. I also had a very difficult relationship in my 20s that went on and off and on and off and on and off for three years. Don't get me wrong. It wasn't a bad relationship. We had disagreements. We had differing viewpoints. As I sit here today, I don't remember anything specific that made me want to break up with her. And I don't remember anything specific that made her want to break up with me. But over the course of three years, we broke up six times. We would last about five months and things were great. And we'd go out and do things. We'd go on trips together and we, you know, the usual movies and TV and dinners and all of that. We did everything that couples do together. But after about five months, one of us would just pull the plug. My mother called it the on-again, off-again, in-again, Finnegan relationship because we would just break up all of the time. I don't know if we lived to break up, if we loved to break up. I don't know what it was. And I wish that I could tell you what it was, but I don't know. 
To this day, I don't know why we broke up, but the breakups were agonizing, agonizing. The first time, I believe the first, and I don't remember the sequence, but I believe the first time was when she broke up with me. And it kind of came out of the blue, and I was devastated. Now, I was 25 years old, 26 years old, something like that. And we'd been dating for about five months. And it just blew me away that, that she would break up when we were so close and having such a good time. And I just didn't understand it. And I did the typical male, oh, my God, I can't believe this. Now, some I shouldn't say typical male. Some guys handle breakups better than others. I did not handle breakups well. I, I, I just didn't. I think the problem is I tend to give 100% of my heart and my attention and my existence to the person that I'm with. Back in the day, I would just dive. It was like diving into a pool. I wouldn't put my finger or my toe in the water. I just did a full belly flop into the pool of love and just went all out. So everything that I had was devoted to that relationship, which is great because you're really into the relationship and everything feels good and it's amazing. But the problem is when the relationship ends, you are completely devastated. You are completely wiped out. It is emotionally draining. It is mentally draining. You don't eat. You don't sleep. You get agonizing pain in your heart and your soul about what's gone. And it hurts. And I was wailing, wailing on her front porch. I remember this. Oh my God, my least proud moment of my life. Because I remember her going inside, shutting the door, locking the door. I heard the door lock and I didn't have a key. And I was just wailing on the front porch. Why? Why? You can't do this. Oh, it was, it was like a really bad scene from a really bad romantic comedy. I mean, (laughs) it was nothing as cool. (laughs) It was nothing as cool as John Cusack standing there with a boom box over his head. No, it wasn't that. It was some 25-year-old slumped on the porch wailing, Why? (laughs) I was such such a basket case. Oh, my God. Such a weenie. Such a weenie. And yet, (laughs) and yet, despite all that, she took me back. She took me back. After about a month apart, she missed me. And she contacted me, and I was at that time, a boy, I was an eager little puppy dog. (laughs) Okay, let's get back together. (laughs) Because I had not gotten over it. I had not gotten over it, so when she called and wanted to get back together, I was like, oh, okay, let's go. And we did. We got back together. And we lasted another five months, and then I don't know why, but something got to me. I, I still, to this day, don't remember what caused me to break up with her. And as I was preparing for this episode of the podcast, I was trying to remember. Now, we broke up six times, but why? And I don't remember the specifics. And that's another tip on relationships. Down the road, you might break up today. But down the road, you're not going to remember it. It's not going to matter to you. When you find the right relationship, it's not going to matter to you. What happened in the past is in the past. Yes, I'm stealing from Rafiki in Lion King. But what happened in the past is in the past. 
and it doesn't matter why you broke up. You won't remember why you broke up. It hurts like hell when it happens, but you won't remember and it won't matter. All I can tell you for sure is we did break up six times and each one was wrenching, but in a different way. The first was the worst. When I broke up with her, I still felt the loss, but it wasn't as bad for me as it was for her. She didn't wail on my front porch, but she was very upset. But after a month, I missed her and we got back together again and we repeated the cycle, rinse and repeat two more times. She broke up with me, then I broke up with her, she broke up with me, and the last breakup came, and I knew it was the last breakup, because I just couldn't take the roller coaster anymore, and I was just tired of it, just tired of it, and so that was the last breakup, and it was hard, because I knew, I knew I couldn't take it anymore, there, there comes a time when you know this is it, and that was it. Now, as you can tell, I've got... I've got lots of stories about relationships and breakups and things that I've done and things that have been done to me. And I could go on and on and on and on about that. But I wanted to tell you those two stories kind of as a preamble to the advice that I want to give you. The first thing that I learned about relationships is is that you have to show an interest in the other person if you really want to have a relationship. And this is what I said before. You're not having a relationship with an object. You're not having a relationship with an idea of what you think is a good relationship. Well, I like this blonde. That's a good person for a relationship. It's more than that. You're having a relationship with a person. So you need to get to know the person. So that's an important factor to consider when you're getting involved in a relationship. The other thing you have to consider is you matter in the relationship. Too many people get involved in a relationship and they lose themselves. When I said that I belly flopped into the pool of love, I didn't just test the waters, I just went all out. You lose yourself when you do that. You give everything that you've got to the relationship and you lose sight of you. You have to keep yourself in mind when you're in a relationship. You're allowed to be you in a relationship. The person that you're in a relationship with has to be willing to accept you as you are. You don't want to be a fake you. You don't want to be fun you. You don't want to be happy you. You don't want to be dancer you all of the time. There are times where you're going to be a grumpy SOB and the person you're with has to accept that and be willing to accept that. So yes, get involved with a person, but remember to be you with that person so they know what they're getting. Can you imagine getting involved in a relationship And the person that you're with thinks that you're lovey-dovey you and grumpy day arrives and they realize you're not always lovey-dovey. They have to be willing to accept that. I also learned about compromise. Now, compromise is a very different thing than sacrifice. People make sacrifices in relationship. And that goes back to what I said about doing the belly flop into the pool of love. You're sacrificing everything for this person. No, 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 no. Bad idea. When you give up everything for a person, you will resent that person after a while. And let's use what, what I know a lot of us have in common, video games. If you're in a relationship and the person you're in a relationship with says, no more video games, I think they're childish. And you say, okay, but video games mean everything to you. Even if it's for two hours a night, three nights a week, 
If they say that's too much, but it means something to you, you're sacrificing something that's core to your being, and you don't want to do that because you will resent it after a while. And resentment is a little seed that continues to grow. And it will grow not into a pretty flower, but into very ugly crabgrass. And it will be at the heart of your relationship if you let it grow. That's why a compromise is important. A compromise is when both people are interested in reaching a solution. So the answer isn't, you must give up video games and never play them again. The answer is, okay, I don't mind if you play video games, but you do have to make time for me. How about video games three nights a week and dinner together four nights a week? That's a compromise. And that's an important aspect of any relationship, being willing to compromise the things. You give up a little bit of you for a little bit of them, and they give up a little bit of them for a little bit of you. That's a compromise right there. And that's important. And know the difference between a compromise and a sacrifice. And along those lines, compromises also includes family and friends. If you do that belly flop into the pool of love and your family and friends are no longer part of your life, you've probably made a mistake. Because just like with the things that are important to you, the people that are important to you need to stay in your life. If you're in a relationship and the person that you're with says, I don't want you seeing that person. I don't want you seeing your family. I don't want you visiting here. I don't want you going there. I don't want you doing that with so-and-so and thus and such. That's not a good sign. And again, that's a sacrifice. That's not a compromise. If you go to lunch with your dad every week and the person you're in a relationship with says, that's got to stop, walk out. If you can't reach a compromise, I'm going to see my dad one day a week. Sorry, if that's too much for the person you're with, you're on a road to ruin and you do not want to ride that road. Trust me, what's important to you should be important to the person you're in a relationship with. Because if it's important to you, they should care about it. And that includes family. That includes family time. That includes time with friends. If you need a girl's night out or a boy's night out, the person you're with should understand that. By the same token, you've got to be understanding too. If your significant other wants to have a girl's night out or a boy's night out or a night with mom or a family affair with friends and, and cousins and uncles and aunts, you've got to accept that too. That's part of having a full relationship because the family and friends are part of it. By the way, a tip, if you hate the family, if you hate spending time with the family, big red flag. And if the family calls you nasty names, if they show that they hate you, also a big red flag. Especially if your your significant other is close with the family. Because if their greeting to you is, oh, the asshole's here again, that's probably a bad sign. And you might want to either have a discussion or head for the hills. Another tip I learned, and this stems from all the things that I just said. There's a difference between a discussion and a fight. I'm blessed because Mrs. Gamerdude and I have discussions. We don't fight. Now, we're older, and we've been down the road of these crazy harebrained fights that you've seen depicted in movies, that you've seen acted out in restaurants, that you've heard through apartment walls. There are people who fight at the top of their lungs. They say hurtful and nasty things. They do everything they can to hurt the other person in a fight. Whether it's, you act like your mother, to, your dick is too small. These are nasty, hurtful things that have no place in a grown-up relationship. But you can have a discussion. You can have a discussion about anything you want. 
if it's important enough to have a discussion, have a discussion. And discussions can take place with raised voices, don't get me wrong. Discussions degenerate into fights when they become personal attacks. You don't attack someone that you love personally because they want to go out for a night with the boys. You don't attack somebody you love personally because they want to hang with their mom for the weekend. You don't say, well, you bet you didn't make my sandwich again today. That's nothing except fighting words. That doesn't get to the root of the problem. If you don't want your significant other to go hang out with her mom for whatever reason, you need to explain that. You don't just say nasty things. You explain it. Honey, we haven't spent any time together for the past three weeks. Work's been crazy. I really miss you. I'd like to spend time with you. Now, that's a legitimate reason why you might not want her to go hang out with her mom this weekend. But if you don't articulate that, she has no way of knowing. And that's the next step in developing a good relationship. Communication. Talk to each other. Don't sit there on the couch being a surly asshole. Tell the person you're with what the problem is. I know. I know. Guys oftentimes have difficulty expressing their feelings, especially in words. You can sit there and sulk and we get it that you're pissed off, but unless you put that into words, nobody knows why. And that's a lesson that I've learned because I was a big sulker. I would sit on the couch, arms crossed, looking grumpy when I was mad. And then I would wait for the person I was with to come up to me and ask me, why are you in a bad mood? And what happens most of the time is the person knows you're in a bad mood, but you've pissed them off by being the way you are, so they don't want to talk to you. So now we have two grumpy people living in a house, not talking to each other, both angry and nobody trying to resolve it. Conversation is the key. (laughs) It's a simple thing. Use your words. By the way, I call bullshit on the guys who say, I'm a guy. I don't express my feelings well. Grow up. It's such a cop out. Just talk to your partner. Don't be a douche. Seriously, just talk to each other. That's the easiest way to resolve so many difficulties. Communication. Now, there's lots of other tips that I have, and maybe we'll do another episode with more of these tips. If you guys are interested, I'm happy to talk about this. I can talk about anything for a long time as you've come to learn. But there's, there's two other things that are important enough to put in this episode that I really wanted to get to, because I know I've been talking for a while. In a relationship with somebody, you deserve to be treated well. You deserve it. You don't deserve to be downgraded, denigrated, talked about behind your back. You don't deserve somebody taking you for granted. You don't deserve somebody forgetting that it's your birthday or that Tuesday is the night you like to watch the middle or that you hate seafood. You deserve to have the little things remembered. You deserve to have somebody care about what's important to you and to treat you well like that stuff matters, like they don't take you to the seafood restaurant on Friday nights because they know you don't like seafood. Your partner is supposed to support you, make you feel better about yourself, make you feel good about being in the relationship. They're not supposed to make you feel like crap. If they say hurtful things to you, if they call you names, if they take the things that are important to you for granted, or worse, destroy them or piss on them, either figuratively or literally, That's not a person who really cares about you. Sure, that person may apologize. Oh, I feel bad. I will never do it again. But they did it. And if you're in a relationship with someone who's capable of that, 
that's not a relationship. It's not. It's not a it's it's a relationship. It's just not a good one and it's not a healthy one. And you need to run. And really what that all comes around to is this. When you're in a relationship, if it's a relationship that you're building towards something permanent or even long term, all of the things that I've just mentioned, they really go to the one bottom line thing in any relationship. You need to feel loved. You need to feel like the person you're with loves you with all of his or her heart. They have their separate interests. They have the things that are important to them. But on the top of that list of the things that are important to them is you. You need to feel that even when they're not with you, they're thinking of you and they love you. And they miss you when you're not together. And if you don't have that in your relationship, If that's not something you're striving for, well, maybe you're not looking for a real long-term relationship. And there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not saying everybody has to be in a long-term relationship. I'm not saying everybody has to be married. I'm not saying everybody has to stay together forever. I know that not everybody believes in monogamy. I happen to. I happen to believe that if you find the right person that you want to spend time with and things click and things work, then there's nobody else for you. There's nobody else you want to go to the flea market with. There's nobody else you want to go to the restaurant with. There's nobody else you want to go to the movie with. You would rather be with the person you love than with anybody else. To me, that's what a relationship is. And if that's what you're looking for, all of the tips that I've just given you will help you get there. If that's not what you're looking for, then I'm glad you listened. But the tips that I've given you aren't going to help you. But in my mind... People belong together. Couples belong together. A real relationship is based on friendship and love and trust and common interests. And yes, some lust sprinkled in on top of everything. That's also important. But lust and sex and physical attraction are not the be-all and end-all of a relationship. They are a significantly important part, but you need all of the other stuff to have a well-rounded strong and supportive relationship that can carry you through because there will come a day and trust me when I tell you this, I know this is going to be heresy. You're not going to want to have sex every single day. I know, right? Who would have thought it? But you will want to have that person with you and you'll want to have a person who cares about you, who loves you, who just wants to spend time with you. And that to me is what a relationship is supposed to be about. So there you go. There's there's my relationship advice episode. What do you think? Thank you very much for listening. It's always great to have you here. Thanks for taking the time to listen to me rant and rave and tell my stories again. I really do appreciate it. The support that I get from you guys is phenomenal, and I can't thank you enough for it. That's going to do it for another week. Thank you for being here. Thanks for listening. Thanks for taking the time. Until next week, you guys take care of yourselves, and I'll see you when I see you.